Yo, it's your boy DJ Earthquake, aka Quake. Uh, stuck on the middle, man. It was a great interview, man. Tune in, watch everything. Hit me up. Yo, 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 it's another episode of Stuck in the Middle Podcast. I am your host, Reflex. Appreciate y'all watching this episode, man. If you are checking us out on YouTube, definitely hit the subscribe button. Tell y'all every week and y'all do it. We appreciate it. Start start commenting now. That's what we need y'all to do. Start commenting. Let us know y'all out there. It's one thing to subscribe, but engage, right? Uh, hit the Patreon uh, link down in the notification if you're watching. We appreciate it. Hit the bell notification as well so you get updates every time we drop something new. Shout out to everybody who's listening. Spotify, Stricter, Apple Music, all that good stuff. We appreciate y'all. Got a special guest in the building, but before that, I want to let y'all know this is our fifth year anniversary. 2022, we're celebrating five years of doing Stuck in the Middle podcast. So y'all going to hear that a lot. I don't know what the plans are, but we'll let y'all know as soon as we got plans. Uh, it's, in the, it's in the stew. It's in the stew. Let this cold weather pass. You know, we in the DMV area. Let this cold weather pass. And we'll let y'all know what's cooking with a five year. But definitely, if you want to support us, subscribe, comment, engage, YouTube, Instagram, all that good stuff. And become a Patreon. You heard? Got a special guest in the building, man. Uh, this brother is no no stranger to the podcast we got Quaco bento want to do a proper introduction uh he is the minister of happiness thank you <laughs> he's a dj thank you it <laughs> professional thank you fellow podcaster like i said and Facts. founder of the did you happy yourself brand Bro, yes, welcome sir. back man appreciate it brother it's been a minute it's been a minute Last right. time you were here, you were with the whole gang. Yeah, was with the was with the gang. Yeah, uh, we don't had a whole panini pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> this is facts. Yeah, man, how you doing? How are you doing? Your mental, everything. How you doing? Uh, I, I can say everything as well. Taking everything day, one day at a time. Um, you know, you know, happy, happy myself in the process. Yes, sir. Uh, we 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 gonna slow grind into it. Um, yeah, I think you know a lot of people. Let's let's start Africanist podcast. Sure. Where, where's that at right now? Uh, we came back. Uh, took a took a bit of a break. From November to pretty much last week, we we, uh, we dropped our first part of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, this is year eight for us, yeah. so celebrating year eight. Um, you know, we're just, just getting back in the groove of things. I think uh, ultimately, you know, we decided to, I think we're leaning more towards just doing things via the Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot easier for us uh, in terms of scheduling and mm-hmm. all of that. So um, I will say that we are in... Uh, we are we're now in the zone about to rack up some features mm-hmm. uh, you know just get back just get back to the essence i think with like i said like i was trying to say with the pandemic it kind of you know yeah slow things it down. slowed things down mm-hmm. and you know just, sometimes you just wasn't feeling it mm-hmm. if we're being 100 like mm-hmm. you just <laughs> yeah <laughs> y'all like the pioneers of this podcasting thing yeah man uh <laughs> I, I thank god for the for the epiphany you know eight like, years ago for eight sure. years ago for uh, sure. how, how has the podcasting game changed in your view um, I think, when y'all started. Yeah, I think um, I think we were we. If I'm being totally transparent, and honest, I think we were late to understanding the monetary aspect of it, mm-hmm. um, and even even having it on different platforms. Um, like we were late to Spotify when Spotify was jumping, like mm-hmm. when like right right when everybody was getting their spot subscribing to Spotify before. I think a lot of people now are in between Spotify and Apple, mm-hmm. um, but we uh, we were late to that. But we still capitalized. We still mm-hmm. found a way to. You know, infiltrate and stay relevant in that space. You mm-hmm. know, um, when we look back, at, you know, Spotify does that. Rap, right. You know, you look right. at the back of the year numbers; it's just like, damn. Yeah. Early bird catches the worm, but we st- we still late and caught a plate. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely happy about that. You think uh, it's saturated now? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm um, definitely saturated. We we was just, we was actually talking about this on the, and we might even make this a topic. Um, mm-hmm. 
information overload. Right. This is like a podcast for everything, and everybody wants to have a voice. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, too, everybody wants to create a podcast, but it's it's how how how. How long can you do it for? Mm-hmm. Some people just need therapy. Like that, <laughs> you feel like me? that one, the one dude who was yelling. Us, I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, like can, can, can you do it for more than a year? Right, exactly. And can you do it for more than a year and not repeat or recycle topics? Facts. That's that's a that's a real question you have to ask yourself. And that's anytime anybody comes to me for advice when it comes to like, can you even if if today if if the guys if all three of the guys were just like, yo. I don't feel like recording today. I can guarantee I can do the podcast by myself mm-hmm. for even if they were like a month. I could definitely handle, handle it on my own. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure they could do it by themselves too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of people can do that, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, now that's that's that consistency for a right. year and not you know have stale content. Facts, man. Listen, let's let's get into you know Quicko Ben to the person. Yes, sir. Uh, somebody hear the name Quicko, they automatically think Ghanaian. Yeah, yeah. You were born and raised in Ghana? No, I was born and raised here. You've be, been back home? Yeah, 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 I go. I've been going to Ghana every year since 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I didn't go during the, uh, the panoramic. Yeah. But, you know, um, so, first generation <clears throat> Ghanaian? Yes. First uh, born. Uh, how was life for you like growing up? Um, It's a great question. <laughs> um, I will say that um, it was a lot of learning, mm. um, a, lo- a lot of discovering. Especially uh, as a firstborn. Yeah, um, growing up in the '90s, especially like y- where where we lived. I lived. Uh, I used to live right behind PG Mall. Mm-hmm. Anybody know Toledo Terrace? Mm-hmm. Everybody know that that's that's the real trench. You feel <laughs> that's me? Like that's the bottom. That's a different, that's a different type. That's a different type of environment. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <clears throat> growing up there, mm-hmm. um, my my babysitter used to live literally right behind my uh, my, my apartments in the in the, in the houses over there. Mm-hmm. That was Lewisdale. Anybody know Lewisdale? You know what time it is over there too. So I don't, I don't, I don't really. If you, especially if you grew up in Lewisdale, mm-hmm. around the, the the late nineties, early nineties, you know what's up. Mm-hmm. So there was just a lot of learning, and I, I will say that I, I got a lot of my street sense from there, mm-hmm. and I got a lot of my uh, common sense and uh, just navigating through life sense of, of a mixture of both my mom and my dad. But mm-hmm. um, I'm not gonna lie, I, it was like. Even though there was a lot of street things around me, the people back in the back in the day that was over there, they would they make sure I never was I was never in it, but mm-hmm. make sure I understood what was happening, what mm-hmm. the things to pay pay attention for, who not who to associate with, who not to associate with, you know, red flags, green, you know, mm-hmm. all of that type of stuff. So, um, I would say overall it was good upbringing, a good mixture of everything, and just constant learning. Yeah, we we say you were generally a good student. Generally a good student, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was always good at math. Um, I was good at the sciences too. Mm. Um, yeah, my teachers would say I'm a good student, but they would also tell you that I have a bad attitude. <laughs> I was rude if, if, I, if, I, if I felt disrespected. Ever since I was young, if I ever mm. felt disrespected, I disrespect you back. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's a fact. So you you go to Frostburg University. Yep. And then you you major in sports sports education. Yep. And then you graduate uh, Frostburg University after mm-hmm. getting a degree in sports education. You're like, yep. this not this not for me. Yeah. The uh, the process to get in, into uh, physical therapy school. Um, like I think if I'm not mistaken, I, I don't know if it's still the same way. But if you don't get in the first time, you gotta wait like a, a certain amount of time mm-hmm. before you can reapply and get back in. And the way I saw my life, I'm like I'm not. I'm weighing the pros and the cons. Yeah, I believe in myself, but what is more realistic? Mm-hmm. Like, what can I transition to now that make the most sense for me? Mm-hmm. So that's when I was just like, well, I've been building and breaking computers since I was young, uh, installing softwares, you know, trying to f- fix bugs and all of that when I was. 
younger playing Mega Man X on, mm-hmm. on, on Windows 95. So, like, I can easily transition back to IT. So, mm-hmm. that's what I ended up doing. And so, what, how, how difficult was that transition like for you? Like, what, now, was, what was the first thing I, that you... I, I would say not, it wasn't too difficult for me. It was difficult. I think that the only thing that was difficult was you under, the one thing that a lot of people don't know about IT is that, yes, there's an entry point. Mm-hmm. But there's so many things attached to the entry point that you right. can that you can go into. Sometimes people try to tell you, do cybersecurity, for example. Mm-hmm. There's like 50 other things that you can do in cybersecurity that, you know what I'm saying, if you just learn the one general thing, it'll be harder for you to stand out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't hard for me because I went I, what I did was I went the Cisco route. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got my uh, Cisco certifications. I forgot what it was, CCNA and mm-hmm. it was in... Uh, security plus and i didn't get security plus until like maybe three four years ago because i need i needed that to get into a lot of the spaces i was working in mm-hmm. just fyi for anybody who do it um the security plus certification is literally your base your, your, your bachelor's <laughs> degree like some place, certain certain government agencies won't allow you to step foot in their building until you get that security plus mm-hmm. that's a fact mm-hmm. did you did you think going back to school because you had a bachelor of sports education yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, was was a master's like the next route yeah, yeah I, I got my master's in cyber security mm-hmm. um i got that in 2018 mm-hmm. um because at the time i was uh when i when i went to go get it mm-hmm. i just lost my uh what job was i at like a physical therapy job no i had left no boom i left verizon and I was looking for uh, looking for work, and mm-hmm. I didn't. I wasn't able to get it. Um, and then, you know, I was just like, all right, I've been unemployed for like eight months, but I was able to sustain myself. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I done just blew through all my savings, you know, looking for a job, and you know, because the thing is, I was getting jobs too, but a lot of the contracts were failing, mm-hmm. which a lot of people don't tell you. Sometimes you can get hired by a company, but the if the contract fails, you lose the job. Right. Um, so. That's when it was like September 2014, mm-hmm. I believe. I was just over 15. I don't remember. Maybe it might have been 16. I don't remember the years. The years is a lot, but just ultimately, I was unemployed for that mm-hmm. stretch. Um, actually, yes, it was 2016 because mm-hmm. I worked at Verizon for two years. Um, and then that's when I was like, all right, let me go ahead and do it. And I finished the program in about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. It's a two year program. So I finished in a year and a half. And I graduated that May, mm-hmm. but I finished it in like December or something. Was like there that. any like pressure from like you know being being first generation African? Your dad like even this physical therapy. I'm not sure it's like doctor. Nah, yeah. uh, my, my parents like, definitely pushed me into the health route. Mm-hmm. Anything else? <laughs> I, they wanted me to be a pharmacist at first, so I was a chemistry major mm-hmm. before I transitioned to a sports medicine major. Um, I was good. I was passing the chemistry classes, but when I, when I got to organic chemistry, that was it for me. I couldn't mm-hmm. I couldn't process it. Mm-hmm. And then when they make you take certain things in calculus, I couldn't. Grasp. It was too many letters. I was mm-hmm. like, bro, I need actual tangible numbers. Like, I need to. I need to get to the end point. I'm not about to be saying <laughs> a x plus y y to the square. The the, the equals a x y. No, no, stupid. Who put uh, letters in, in, <laughs> in math? Whoever did it, God, God punish you. Stupid. <laughs> how what's what's the day to day life like? Because you know you you begin to network in and mm-hmm. you know how, how what is the day to day life like for uh, uh, information system security engineer? So uh, day in the life for me. Um, I don't do any more. I don't do really Cisco. A lot of Cisco work, but I do a lot of <clears throat> I do a lot of documentation review, documentation write up write ups. Um, I have a lot of conversations with stakeholders on next steps. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I, 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 I dabble into the audit where I'm confirming where whether the processes make sense mm-hmm. or what not right makes sense, but the process that you have written down in your documentation. 
equates to what you do in mm-hmm. actual day to day life, confirming who has access to what. If this person needs access, reviewing like just a whole bunch of it's a mm-hmm. whole bunch of reviewing of documentation. Mm-hmm. So that's what my life consists of now, sadly. But yeah. you know, we try to <laughs> get we try to get some new new certifications and you know do some other type of work. Mm-hmm. We big we big in uh, stuck in middle on like you know advice and like encouraging the next mm-hmm. person. What would you say to somebody who's like where you were? Yeah. You know, get what is a sports education degree or just like bruh, it ain't it ain't for me. Whatever it is for them, and they're looking to get into cyber IT whatever. Yeah. What would you say? What, what, what's your advice for them? I would say you could definitely do it. That's number one. You can definitely do it um be patient with yourself because a lot of people will just you know tell you take this crash course and they fill up your resume with a whole bunch of stuff and then it's just like it's even overwhelming for you mm-hmm. you know you're new to it you don't fully understand it sometimes you need to be immersed in in it in order to to get to it and it's not every time you're gonna be like that it's okay to take the l at first which is when i say l like some people head out the park and get 120k job offer but if you get a 60 or 70 it's okay right Six months of learning on the job and then adding it to what you learn in your crash course or whatever the case may be or even in in school Mm -hmm. is better that way because at least you have you have a tangible base. The foundation is more important than 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 how the how than how the infrastructure looks from outside. If the foundation is trash, your house going your house going to collapse. So it's important to once you learn and you feel comfortable and you don't get the home run job it's okay mm-hmm. that's what i say you get the home like it's not everybody that yeah they throwing out money out here but it's not a lot of jobs that you know it's going to throw you to 120 like that just like mm-hmm. that you know what i'm saying it takes mm-hmm. a little bit of it takes a little bit of time and make sure your record clean too because yeah you know most of the especially if you're in the dmv area a lot of these places require clearances whatever the case may be so you want to make sure that if you know it's your clean. eyes is dotting your t's is crossed before before all that though or some maybe sometime in the midst of that you know mm-hmm. there was a dj earthquake you know in the in, uh, the, in the bubbling uh, when, when did you realize like yo i had a passion for you know bringing a funk in parties i always had a passion um i could tell you the story about how i started dj but my mom was always big on music um she would play a lot of the ghanian gospel ghanian mm-hmm. high life hits mm-hmm. so that's what i grew up listening to majority of the time and a lot a lot of Christian music too. Mm-hmm. Um I was not hip to a lot of the, you know, I'll be honest, I wasn't hip to Carolina, Premier Gaul, all of that. I was not <laughs> hip to it at all. Like I didn't know about it until mm-hmm. I got to college. Um because when I when all the family parties that wasn't what was being played. So mm-hmm. all I all I knew was a bunch of gun. Were you were you playing family parties? No, no 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 no. I didn't start DJing until uh I didn't start DJing until 2010, 2011. Mm. Um but I used to always do the like I I knew how to mix music on mm-hmm. uh what's that thing called that free software it's um, like the virtual DJ or something no nah, we're virtual DJs like WavePad or Audio or something mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah 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 something yeah. I forgot what the what it's called but I used to always do song mixes for the ASAs mm-hmm. so like everybody interested me with football picking the music I started really DJing back in like two when I met Claude um, at uh, Coco Cabana. I think it was 2010 um in july for the uh for uh i think the ghana boys or uh dmv dmv africans correct mm-hmm. guy dmv <laughs> africans was doing a party and i told him i was i told him i was dead ass and i was trying to learn how to dj uh, oh sorry i'm cussing I'm no you're sorry. good you're good <laughs> um, um i was like yeah i'm trying to learn how to dj you know what i'm saying and he was like i bet i got you so i would and at that time claude was going to close at morgan mm-hmm. i would drive from my folks house in out riverdale all the way to, and he lived deep and you know what i'm saying you gotta take 
deep. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I had to sit out sometimes and wait for this man. And I'll do it. I'll do it. I'd drive there. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes, you know, we wouldn't have the longest time. We'd probably have like 30, 45 minutes. But I'll take the time to make sure I learn how to DJ. You know what I'm saying? So that's my that's my OG for real. You know what I'm saying? Man, that's what show you the And I started DJing in 2011. Um, he would come out from Morgan, come support me. You know what I'm saying? Like when I say that's my like OG, my dog. Like mm-hmm. for life is for life with that guy. Like I I owe him so much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So 2011 was when I started DJing, and I actually used DJing to pay for my last year in school. Dang. So I, I that's that's the that's the only way I graduated. I think if for it wasn't me because I'd been short. I was trying to get into DJing just for the money. Like was that like would you say is that is that a right motive? Somebody's trying to get into you got to love the music. Cause, nah, because you're not gonna get paid like that. You got you got to have a certain level of caliber. You have to get to a certain like, level of caliber, and over time, unless you get the look, like somebody big gives you a look, like maybe like a Quicksilver or Cat Daddy will be, you know, put you on radio. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this is a new DJ. I want him to, I want to hire him. Like, if you get that look, then yeah, you gonna get you gonna get you gonna get a nice payday. Mm-hmm. But the payday takes time. Like, uh, if I'm being transparent, and it's not a flex, but. You know, I tur I char. I mean, I char- I'm. I would say that I'm like semi expensive when it comes to booking me for weddings mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I charge 175 dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can say they charge that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I charge a different level for also private gigs. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's in. It's in. It's in. It's somewhere in the same ballpark. Cause mm-hmm. I don't feel like keep throwing out numbers because mm-hmm. I don't want to seem like I'm, I'm flexing. <laughs> right, I, play, right. I'm, I beg. I'm not flexing. People <laughs> out there on YouTube, I'm not flexing. But you know what I'm saying? That price point. Deters people Right yeah You know what I'm saying No matter how much The person makes It still deters people Because it's just all like You know It also speaks to the quality Of your work Exactly though. You know and what I'm saying It's not putting you Out there too much Exactly mm-hmm. And also That's good too in a, in a lot of different ways As you grow You realize It's not every gig I'm supposed to take mm-hmm. It's not every $300 That's worth it mm-hmm. If you're my mans Alright cool We can negotiate something But that's just because You're my, my, you my homie Or mm-hmm. my homegirl So we can We can leverage that level Of negotiation But Yeah Um it's not every day. It's not mm-hmm. everybody that gets paid. Yeah, where, where did the name uh, DJ Earthquake come from? Earthquake came from the house party I did in Frostburg, and um, at that time I didn't have a DJ name, and I was DJing a party, and the house started shaking. <laughs> that was just like damn uh, earthquake. <laughs> so I know, and, and it just stuck, and I just decided instead of spelling the the normal K Q U A K E, I spelled it with the fir- the first four letters of my name K W A K. How? What was the first party you DJ? Uh, you remember? Like the first official joint, where it's like, all right, Claude first official t- t- took um, the, the training wheels off. I DJed Homecoming, twenty eleven Homecoming. Uh, was twenty eleven first first state university. That was my first major gig. Like you, they brought you back to DJ joint. No, I was I still at Frostburg oh, okay, at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I said I didn't graduate Frostburg until 2012, so 2011 was when I, when I did Homecoming. Yeah, and then they were disappointed that they didn't book me for 2012. What was it? What was the set? <laughs> what was the set? What was the reaction like? What was your set? Um, personally, to this day, I thought it was it was horrible. Um, but you know, Claw was with me that day. He said I did well. My boy Chris, Fresh Impressions, uh, Barber and DMV. He 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 was he was with me too. Um, that everybody said I did well, but me personally, I knew mm-hmm. like I could have done better. How do you how do you determine that though? You know what I mean? Because I, I was I would think it's a crowd. You know, like hey, people are dancing. You know? Yeah, people are dancing, but you know, musically, I know 
there could have been a lot of cleaner mixes, better song selection. Mm-hmm. Like I could have mixed this better with that. You know what I'm saying? I granted I don't remember the songs, but I remember I just remember the feeling of I could have came harder. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Especially with my 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 first break, I could have came super mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. And that was the last time, and at least specifically in Frostburg, that, that I didn't I, I I couldn't create that uh, that I had that feeling. Mm. Would you rather like open like because you, you you playing tonight? Yeah. Would you rather open or close the set? Both. Mm-hmm. Line, line it up wherever you want me at middle, <laughs> middle two, two, two thirds to the end mm-hmm. two thirds to the beginning I don't care line it up I'm ready we I had Claude here a couple weeks ago and he, he dropped he dropped the hammer <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I watched it uh, <laughs> a lot of a lot of you know DJs especially yeah. like if I were a DJ right now straight mm-hmm. hits 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 because I don't know what I'm doing mm-hmm. you know I'm just going to play what people want to hear mm-hmm. um, what, what do you think of DJs like that you know straight hits DJs who play the classics like what, what's your what, what's your style my style, um, I'm, I'm a build-up type of DJ. Um, there's certain instances where, uh, and Claude, Claude, Claude will vouch for this too, he was just like, sometimes at a time people you looked at me to like save a party because the DJ that they booked wasn't doing what they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the music knowledge we had, we can we can literally change a party like this. Mm-hmm. Like just the music knowledge, you can literally change the, the whole environment, the whole feeling of a party in probably like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely a build-up type of DJ. I like to get to a place, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like a roller coaster. You're chugging up, you're chugging up, you're chugging up, you're chugging up. Once you hit that, mm-hmm. that, that, that peak, then I know I can do whatever I want from there. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a grand old time. So I'm, I'm definitely a build-up type of DJ. I don't... Like if a DJ before me plays all the hits, I'm not I'm not flustered. Hmm. I'm seasoned. Like I got 12 years in the game. You get to play all the hits you want. I know I know other hits. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's happened quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's fine. How do you keep up with music though? Because personally, I'm sorry. You know, we we too mm-hmm. much in the like because I, I try to be a DJ. Yeah, it's like dog. I don't even know where to go find the music. I mean, now this Apple Music top. You know, they yeah, put yeah, for a, sure. Tata, they put a top. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to keep up, but like, how do you keep your ear to the streets? So what I used to do before the, before playlists were super huge is I I would literally and I still do this to this day I li- I listen to every song on an album. Mm. There's not a song on the album that I don't know. And uh, funny story is that I didn't used to have I used used to not DJ with headphones. And the reason why is because I didn't I couldn't afford the quality ones where I could hear mm-hmm. everything totally. So what I did, used to do is I used to have you know have my iPod. I walk around from campus back as back when I was in school. Walk around everywhere with my head, my AirPods in. Oh, not AirPods. Oh Lord, sorry. Why <laughs> my wired headphones yeah, yeah. in? And um, I would just keep listening to the songs. Keep mm-hmm. listening to songs different. You know, UK, Ghana, mm-hmm. Nigeria, whatever. And I would memorize a lot of the music. So mm-hmm. when I was mixing, I would remember I'll be singing the song. Mm-hmm. So I can mix it, mix the songs properly because I didn't have headphones. Mm. Um, so that's how that that's like stuck with me. So usually after I hear a song once or twice, I remember it, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's how it sticks with me. And you know, it's always important to organize your DJ crate too. Mm-hmm. So um, I make sure I download music almost every day. Like mm-hmm. before I came here, I downloaded music. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I and I and I and I enjoy like people putting me on the music too. So that's a that's that's yeah. a love language for me. If you put me on the good music, you, yeah. you 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 good people's. Yeah, for sure. Because I remember I remember like I was here this day. I was doing this when they per- this person put me onto this yeah. song. It, let's talk DMV nightlife. Okay, how do you how do you see it? Um, depending on who you are, you might see it progressive, progressively worse or progressively better. It just depends on. Uh, what you, what you look for in the club mm-hmm. for me it's 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 in it's in it's in a it's in a limbo stage cuz mm-hmm. like you could be playing the hits you could be playing the bangers um but 
the reaction that you would get maybe in 2015, 16 for playing a banger like that mm-hmm. is not the same reaction you get today. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a party where it's just like, oh, everybody's lit here, so we could just turn up as much as we want mm-hmm. to. Like, I feel like the environment now dictate, dictates how people, how lit people should be. Yeah, I'm even talking like, you know, because now ain't no dance floors and no clubs that are building. Pretty it's much. all butter girls. How do, you, how do you feel about that? It's all like um, bottle service. <laughs> I think... I think it, uh, the, and I may be mistaken, so if y'all got some Atlanta listeners, please correct me if I'm wrong. But I think it's the, the Atlanta model is what's coming here because mm-hmm. uh, the Atlanta model is definitely section oriented. And there's a couple of places in Houston too where it's like section oriented, um, where people just turning up at their tables, turning mm-hmm. up at they at their section, and there's like l- the walkway is for the people who are who didn't get a section. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so it's a combination of good and bad because it could be lit mm-hmm. at your you know section, and then. Um, and you could probably, depending on on the business, you could probably get a percentage off of the off the bar, depending on you know your your level of business negotiation. Mm-hmm. So it's a pro, but it's also a con because now it's like, damn, I can only have fun if I have a section, mm-hmm. or so that, that that may deter people from coming out. Right. So it's, a, it's 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 literally a tug and war match. It works, but it also doesn't work at mm-hmm. the same time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, you DJ like I said, you DJ in a club tonight. Yeah, um, and you make you make money sometimes off the bar as well. Uh, depending on the deal, um, mm-hmm. it depending on the deal of the party. Yeah, you can make. What's what's money. like you know even just talking about nightlife, you know relationship like with you know because we talk about money, mm-hmm. uh, making money with, with promoters like how because I, I personally you know don't see a lot more promoters like in the DMV. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like thorough promoters. Yeah, yeah. Like what what do we think about those? <sighs> just promoters in general. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been that the. the it depends. Like I think that some people do good business and some people don't do good business. And oftentimes, you'll see a lot of people complain about the people who do who don't do good business, mm-hmm. or the people who do do good business, but the people they associate with um, do bad business. So it it deters people from working with them. Um, but yes, I, I will agree with you. There there is a limited amount. Of promoters now, as compared mm-hmm. to like like maybe 09. like yeah, <laughs> like from pretty much from 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 twenty twenty nine oh nine all the way to twenty fifteen almost. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm thinking about it, um, because I always reference I would re- always reference up to Stonefish when Stonefish closed. I think Stonefish closed maybe like 2016, 2017, yeah. give or mm-hmm. take. Um, and that's when you was you would have different promoters from everywhere, and you had enough promoters at a at a club. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It was to the point where. You know what I'm saying? People they were turning away promoters. You know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and you had to be—you literally had to—you you literally had to be a promoter underneath somebody else in order to to get in. So, right. um, yeah, I think uh, the promotion game is 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 more dedicated towards Instagram stories, right, yeah. maybe Instagram posts, um, but not too many people are are in that um, as much as they used to be. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it just depends. I think I think literally now the the venue has to sell itself to people. Yeah, yeah. So you you played you know I'm sure outside of you know the DMV. Yeah, for sure. Uh, DMV nightlife, Texas nightlife, Atlanta nightlife. Mm-hmm. Is it is there a thought in your mind? It's like man, I'm about to I'm about to pack my IT my my DJ gear. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, definitely. Uh, I've definitely thought about <laughs> um uh being a be, djing in the sophomore especially specifically texas for sure um on my bucket list still is i want to dj out cali um i want to do afrobeats party out, out, out cali um but i will say i i appreciate houston's nightlife mm. or houston austin 
Uh, those are the two main places I've been. I haven't been to Dallas yet, so Dallas mm-hmm. is on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been. I've, I've, I've DJed uh, South by Southwest. I've DJed uh, some after parties. Uh, DJ for Tamaya um, in Austin. Um, where else? Uh, Houston. I, Houston. I haven't done anything yet, but the goal is to to get something done before mm-hmm. before I hang up these DJ cleats. And, and before you hang it up, man, anybody who know DJ Earthquake know, you know, uh, the Valentine's Day playlist. Yeah. Valentine's Day is around already, the corner. Already got, already, already got one cooking up. You <laughs> hey, know what I'm saying? You got, you got to drop three songs that's going to be in a rotation. <laughs> Let's expect. Um, I listen to your Valentine's Day playlist every year, so. I do. Uh, what's three songs that I know I'm, I'm, I'm guaranteed to hear the playlist? You guaranteed to hear. Um, three, you want three specific songs mm-hmm. or just three names? Three speci- names and songs. All right. Uh, Mary J. Blige, everything. Um, Aaliyah at your best. Mm. Uh, da, 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 what's a good one? Johnny Gill, my my my. Dang. You know, you know what's it's dope about that? I ain't hear no Afrobeats. I respect that. <laughs> I respect that. Nah, because the thing is, one one of the main reasons why I do mixes too is because. Um, and I don't know if anybody's ever, ever like really paid attention to my my Valentine's Day mixes, mm-hmm. but for the past five years, I believe, yeah, five, every Valentine's Day mix was dedicated to a specific era of mm. music. So I had I had from ninety nine. I mean, I'm sorry, not ninety nine, like ninety six to ninety nine, mm. from oh one to oh four, from oh mm. five to oh nine. You know what I'm saying? And I think this recent one was. 2010 to 2015 so it's it's within a specific area and the songs gotta make sense mm. sometimes when these people do these mixes they be mixing in uh heartbreak songs with love songs and it's like mm. so i'm <laughs> like i, I put i'm put, I, 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 to I, it. I'm, I'm making sure that the lyrics is not heartbreak lyrics mm-hmm. i'm making sure you know what i'm saying everything matches and is in sync and mm. it flows you know what i'm saying so that's that's what makes it difficult but i do that on purpose just to like when you listen to this you already know mm-hmm. what's up you know what i'm saying you know that you get quality music quality thought and you know, I ain't even really put that much thought into yeah, it. Yeah, bro, I, I do that. Even even for when I like DJ w- weddings, mm-hmm. um, like I, I, like uh, for example, if I'm doing like a Ghanaian wedding, like we have Ghanaian love songs, um, and I'm trying doing my best as a Ghanaian DJ to push Ghanaian music out there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes a lot of people don't know, so you so I have a whole dedicated playlist where I just go through a lot of the Ghanaian love songs for you know those to, the old heads can enjoy, mm-hmm. the young people can enjoy, and even some that you might not know that you want to Shazam while you're there mm-hmm. and add it to your playlist. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a very intentional with music. Like the music, got to make sense. If it don't yeah. make sense, I'm, you know, yeah. we're gonna have a we're gonna have a long day. Shout out to King Promise. That's the only <laughs> <laughs> that's the only guy I know. Yeah. So throughout, you know, DJing and partying, I suppose, and I might be wrong in this. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's where you know the concept of happy yourself came. You know, just being out. You know, having fun. Is that is am I right in assuming that? No. Um, happy yourself was an idea that came to mind in 2018. Um, I was transitioning to a new job, um, and I was just saying, like, yo, I, like, I compromised my happiness a lot. Like, just being real with myself, like, mm-hmm. I compromised my happiness a lot. You know what I'm saying? Um, by nature, I'm a quiet person. Like, this mm-hmm. is like, like, I think y'all the only person that's ever interviewed me one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the times, I'm with the guys. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. um, so... I'm not much of a talker. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy because I have a podcast and I say I'm not much of a talker, <laughs> right? But if you know me at my core, I don't really be mm-hmm. talking up a storm like that. Um, but I never knew that I wanted to make it a clothing line. But like I would often say things or, oh, you know, I'm about to just go make myself happy real quick or happy myself. And, mm-hmm. you know, if I had a bad week at work, 
But if I, if I want a Cinnabon, I'm going to Cinnabon. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even though, like, you try to be healthy and all of that, you know, bro, I can't, you don't have to always deprive yourself. Mm-hmm. The happiness isn't always depriving yourself, you know what I'm saying? And also, happiness doesn't have to be expensive. Mm. So, little things like, you know what? I'm going to just sit in the house, play 2K, and not DJ. I'm going to turn down this gig because I don't really feel like being around people right now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Those are, those are conscious decisions I was making just to make sure that I preserve my happiness. This is before mental health was a big thing and mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. So I would say it came from that. I think the clothing line epiphany came from when um, I was sick in Ghana. Mm-hmm. Um, I, had, I had food poisoning. And those who know. You know. And what happened in Africa <laughs> When you get food poisoning You know what happens um, And I was like Man you know what That's it Let's, let, let, me put, let me put Let me put Did you have yourself On a, on a hoodie And see what happens mm. And that's That's where Literally the inception Of the clothing line came But I was I, I've been saying it Progressively since like 2018, but a lot of people weren't catching on to it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I was I was saying it excessively, and I was even to the point now I don't even say it as as much as I used to because now I want the clothing line to 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 voice that for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's why that's why a lot of my clothes are simple. You got the face and the name on the back because mm-hmm. sometimes it's okay for your happiness to be simple. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be loud. It doesn't have to be excessive. There's there's certain things that could be loud. You know what I'm saying? But. I prefer simple happiness, mm-hmm. little things. What was what was the first thing with with the thought of you know making a clothing line? What was the first thing that you did? Um, so growing up, um, I never I didn't have like the whole jogger suit, like the hoodie with the matching mm-hmm, pants. Mm-hmm. Like nah, my mom used to always dress me up in like church clothes, suit, uh, corduroys, turtleneck, all of that. So I didn't I never had that much streetwear, and I love streetwear as much as I love sneakers. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Um, I was just like, you know what? I'm making streetwear brand because everybody has it, but I don't think about just because everybody has it. The, the, just because everybody has it doesn't mean everybody can sell it. Right. Exactly. So um, I had the streetwear brand, and I was like, I'm going. I'm going streetwear hoodies and crew necks. I love me a good hoodie. I love me a good crew neck. Clearly. Um, so yeah, I was just like, I'm going street, and then, and then we're gonna build, build, build off of that. Mm-hmm. And where can, where can people purchase? Like, is it, you know, uh, hardware? Do you go out? I mean, with the pandemic now, you can't really, you know, do yeah. um, pop-up shops. Yeah. So what I, what I did was, when I first started, I started at, uh, I did the photo shoot prior to everything being shut down. Mm-hmm. I did the photo shoot like February-ish. I think the week after Valentine's Day, I think. Um, and I rolled out everything March 20th, 2020. Mm-hmm. And at first I was doing drop shipping. So I was going through a manufacturer um, overseas. But, um, and I will also suggest that that's that's the best way to start, so you know what quality you're getting, and if you want to transition to doing it by yourself, because that's what I'm doing now. Like you can mm-hmm. order directly from me, um, did you have yourself today.com, um, and you can order directly from me, and I'll ship it out to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but at first, I was doing dropshipping because you know. I didn't know everything. I didn't know who I can go to get stuff made. I didn't know uh, where to buy the, a lot of quality stuff. I knew I had an idea because there were certain things I did for tax on, so I knew how to find and search for it. But I didn't find the quality that I liked. Mm-hmm. Once I found it, um, I found somebody. I was able to, you know, just, just lay, staying up late night. I was able to find somebody who can uh, heat press and mm-hmm. do the vinyls for me and do the embroidery for me and all of that. So now it's just uh, now now going into year two. I'm chugging along in the right way, so mm-hmm. now, you know, 
uh, we good money. Yeah, is, is it line? Is there a new line coming out this summer? Like, how, yeah. how, how are you rolling them out? Yeah, so um, a lot of the things because I was I was scared at first when I when I first dropped. Um, I I I I had these type of ideas in mind at first, but I was afraid to drop because I was just like I'm I'm new. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I gotta I gotta do something loud. But I was just like when I when I sat back and re- realized because. Um, Sometimes the, when I was doing drop shipping too, they would lose my packages, mm. and because I'm big on customer service and making sure people get their stuff, because I'm, I'm a new a new brand, I would I would order it, find somebody who could do it for me real quick, even if I have to pay premium dollar for it, just to make sure the person gets it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I still do that that level of customer service now. Like I was pulling up on folks if they was comfortable, yo, I pull up and drop it off to you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I got some extra inventory in the trunk. You know what I'm saying? Uh, holla at me. Let's you know what I'm saying? Whatever. So that's that's how I used to do it. But now. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of samples that I throw out mm-hmm. to different people, um, and I and there's a, if one thing people know like if one thing I hate is marketing I hate like posting on my Instagram all the damn time like I even get story fatigue like if mm-hmm. I'm posting a whole bunch of things on my story like bro I don't feel like doing this no more mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying <laughs> so um, I, I I hate marketing but one thing that's helped me a lot and I'm forever grateful for everybody who purchased and uh, you know what I'm saying. Uh, wanted to support the boy. Um, people would just be posting it for me. Mm. People kept posting it for me. Mm-hmm. But it was like, yo, this is comfortable. This is quality. This is this. This is that. And it's been consistent. It hasn't been like a one here. That one, you know, what I'm saying it's been consistent. Of people constantly supporting me, saying how much they like it, how how comfortable with it. So what I did was when I noticed that, I was like, all right, I'm gonna throw some samples to folks. Mm-hmm. So I, I I would throw out like, for example, I got biker short sets for women coming out in 2022. The, the matching set Not just the shorts itself The matching set Where you can like Adjust it Where you can actually Keep it at your waist Or put it above the tummy Whatever you want to mm-hmm. do um, And it's breathable And it stretches Between sizes So you can order a medium Like some You know sometimes For women Their upper body Is smaller than Their lower body So mm-hmm. it, it's, it's it's a fabric Where you wear A medium top the, 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 It can stretch Between a medium And a large mm-hmm. Or it can be You know what I'm saying Medium and large For the bottoms uh, For guys I got tank tops coming uh, this summer I got t- I got some exclusive t-shirts coming and um, I also got um, some short shorts coming uh, for, for the guys that you know mm-hmm. above the knee length you know what I'm saying so I've been throwing out those fillers for about a year so people people have seen it uh, but now that it's, it's time for it to come out I'm ready for it to come out yeah. and uh, you know make a killing off of it what's what's one thing that you know now uh, that you didn't know prior to getting into the, you know the, the branding um one thing that I know now is um not everything has to come from overseas mm. you can find local people you just gotta do your due diligence um sometimes that means being on instagram looking at stories typing up certain keywords um and this is one thing that i would give instagram um because they know my algorithms are showing that i'm looking at clothes and stuff like that so they will sometimes send me people who do blanks um and they're local um, even if they're sh- imported from somewhere else, I don't have to pay. I may not have to pay that heavy mm-hmm. import tax. You know what I'm saying? I can get it from somebody local who's already taking that and just you know maybe pay their premium or whatever the case may be. But um, definitely something that I learned. Like you don't have to go overseas, even though you may have to lean towards that way mm-hmm. um, eventually further on down the line because you want to do something very specific. Um, but right now, since we buying a couple pieces, trying them out, 
you know what I'm saying? I can hold off on on doing that, but you can definitely do everything locally. Mm. What's what's one thing that you're doing now as a DJ differently? You kind of alluded to it mm-hmm. a little bit that you you know you're no longer doing what you started. How has the game changed for you in the DJ? in terms of DJing? Mm-hmm. Um, I say now, um, I think I'm I'm more comfortable uh, being myself as a DJ and. Uh, not afraid to Because I, I would never talk on the mic I could But mm-hmm. I wouldn't mm-hmm. uh, Because I always had that. It was a terrible mindset Don't don't If you're a DJ Don't have this mindset um, That If You know I'm acting like this on the mic People gonna try to be like Act like they buddy buddy And friend, friendly with me And I'm just like I'm not You know what I'm saying Like I, I don't want I don't want to After the club You're talking to me And then you're like What the hell This guy is totally different You know what I'm saying But I've mm-hmm. already I already know me as a as a person, like I know that I can be energetic um, and do all these things on the mic, and you know, have make sure everybody has a good time. But I'm a rec- I'm I'm pretty reclusive, reclusive. Mm-hmm. So just being more comfortable within myself to do things, mm-hmm. um, try out try certain songs, um, and just being more conscious of also the the events that I take because it's not every not it's not everything that it has a big payday that's worth it. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's distress is too much, mm-hmm. and then you 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 value your time. You know what I'm saying? Some people may ask you to do a fifteen uh, 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 have a fifteen hour day doing a ceremony and a and a, and a reception uh, cer- a, cer- a traditional ceremony a white wedding ceremony and a, and a thing and then ask you for a discount nah then don't feed imagine. you are you are you thinking are you thinking <laughs> fine <laughs> and then don't feed you it was a whole conversation about feeding the photographer and the DJs in the wedding <laughs> I mean I mean if I'm keeping the buck um, we are I I know me I, I haven't forgotten often. So mm-hmm. most times, most times I have my own water. I have my own if I need if I need a Red Bull. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But most times I go a whole event and I eat, mm-hmm. and I'll be alright. And then I, I I I just make sure depending on when the when the gig ends. You know what I'm saying? It's sad to say. You know, my my have to holler. At, you know, some Wendy's, yeah, you know, hey. some McDonald's fries or something because I don't really like eating late like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I just ho- holler at some fries real mm-hmm. quick and then. Go home, truck some water, and go to sleep. Hey man, kind of bread. <laughs> how do you balance it all? You know, uh, how do you balance it all? You know, the you know your professional life, uh, the nightlife, and you know the the brand as an entrepreneur. Um, I multitask a lot, so I can be doing one thing for one and then also doing something for the other, mm-hmm. um, and not convolute it. Um, and I, I keep everything separate. Like even. Even though I can, like I don't go on my podcast and promote Happy Yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm here to promote the podcast. So everything podcast is what we promote. Now, if the guys ask me about my clothing line on that, of course I'm gonna speak to it. But um, I can definitely multitask and keep things separate at the same time. So um, that's been big for me. And um, I'm praying that that that, that ability continues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, uh, and you know, just just being just 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 being intentional as well. Like I was saying earlier, like. Sometimes you gotta just let things go, mm-hmm. not 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 do anything with it, because um, like now we're in quote unquote slow season. Clubs are slow. Um, everything is slow. Like even even if you go to the, uh, your grocery store or mm-hmm. your your uh, Marshalls or do whatever in any store, I've not seeing a lot of bodies like that. Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying. Everybody's trying to. You know, pay off the credit card or save some bread or get ready for springtime. It's mm-hmm. cold, so it's slow season right now. So this is the time that you appreciate the slowness, and then you know when people people things will start to bubble back up. So you're supposed to be working during this time. So mm-hmm. I'm constantly working, um, but I'm also giving myself grace and mm-hmm. breaks. So well. Yeah, yeah. Podcast back. Africanist podcast back. Back for sure. Uh, work is doing good. 
Brand is doing I mean, good. Work, work is work. Nobody really cares about that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you DJing tonight? I am DJ tonight. Where at Palisades? I mean, this, this is not gonna be out by tonight. But yeah, you, it's, it's a, uh, every Saturday I'm at Palisades Lounge in downtown Silver Spring. Pull up on the boy. Mm-hmm. Um, I let me if you if you say yo, I, I watched you on Stuck in the Middle, or I heard you on African's podcast. I'm like love. Um, go to the go to the go to the bar. And get you something to drink on me. Yeah, I heard it here, man. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll be doing that. So if you see me for real, like dead ass. Yes, sir. If I'm not, but please, I beg. If I'm if I'm actually like DJing and trying to mix a song, please just wait. Wait. And you got to say you watched him and stuck in the middle. Yeah, you got to say it. You got to <laughs> let me know. And you got to subscribe to Stuck in the Middle too, man. And I also su- subscribe to the Africans podcast too, man. Uh, we've, we've, been, we've, been, we've been solid for, for quite some time. So The pioneers, man. Yeah, man. How can uh, people reach you? You know, cop some merch. How can people just get in contact if they want to ask more questions? Anything yeah, man. Um, you can follow my personal Instagram at It's Earthquake. I-T-S-E-A-R-T-H-K-W-A-K. Um, that's on Twitter too. Um did you D Y H Y T L L C on Instagram? Um, D Y H Y T dot com to cop some merch. Um, yeah, man, just just uh, be on the lookout. You can also uh, email D Y H Y T K at gmail dot com. Um, somebody stole my D Y H Y T, um, so I couldn't use that for Gmail, sadly. But you can hit me up on there. And you know, get you some merch too. Um, and also, look if you got some ideas you want to share with the boy about some customization, I'm open to that too. But don't be doing too much because I, I'll happily tell you no. Because <laughs> I, you know, you don't you don't have to make happiness too crazy. But yeah, holla at me. Um, we're cooking up. Uh, like I said, spring, spring and uh, spring and summer merch getting ready to come out in in a little bit. We're already working on processing that, and I've already started working on the fall. Winter 2022 mm-hmm. uh, stuff. So be on the lookout for your boy. Hey, man. Appreciate you coming to Kiki. Man, thank y'all for, for honoring uh, honoring my request to come up, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, nah, for that sure, man. To, y'all could have told me no. Nah, for sure. You family, bro. Well, <laughs> thank you for coming back. Uh, and you had to come in the studio. A lot of people were like, oh, zoom, 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 zoom. No, no, no. I'm, I'm definitely going to pull up. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, for sure. I always pull up. For you sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you enjoyed what you heard, what you watched, hit the subscribe button. Uh, follow Quaco Bento on all social media platforms. Yes. He heard the socials. Cop some merch. Hit him up at uh, Palisades. Yep. Palisades, Palisades Lounge. Yes, downtown Silver Spring, baby. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all heating up uh, Stuck in Middle Podcast this week. I am your host, Reflex. Shout out to Charles in the building. Behind what the time scenes. with Charles? Yeah, what time with Charles? AK, I see you. Ma, Choo Choo, Tutu, and Ines, the whole gang. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. Peace and blessings. Mm-hmm.